The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Michael Maglieri. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Pick Your Poison episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 760. That's a nice round number. And I'm Snowy White. And dear listeners, this is Aaron. This episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Call Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Head out there to the website because this is the holiday season. Krampus Roast will be upon us. And if you want to know when Krampus Roast is here and secure your place to, to be able to get one because it sells out quick, ladies and gentlemen. Like this is this is small batch custom stuff. And honestly, man, I, I really dig, I dig that they do that. And I dig that a lot of businesses are now like, hey, we're going to offer this thing for this amount of time. And then poof, it's either seasonal and it's gone till next year. Or, you know, it's a really limited collaboration and you can never get it again. And and I, and I love that. And that that's, that's something unique. It's exclusive and it speaks to the artist in, um, it, you know, that, that really drives Coffee Bino Culta because he really is an artist, whether it's mm-hmm. coffee, whether it's something he's making with his hands, you know, that's a thing. So, True Call Coffee, T R V E K V L T Coffee.com. Go out there and possess yourself a cup today. What's going on, Snowman? Well, actually, since we last spoke, I mean, when it comes to listening to the programs, the, the, the episodes, they all come out on, on the same day. So it's kind of, it's, it's, it's routine for the listener, but for us, we kind of have to do things around schedules and all that. Bottom line, we just spoke to one another and hammered, the, and hammered one of these out just, what, three days ago? Four days ago? Sure. Yeah, so <laughs> so uh, not much has uh, happened in the last the last couple of days, but dude, it's always good to hear from you for sure, for sure. Um, 
Yeah. Um, so with that, we do have a uh, pretty cool topic to get to pretty soon. Um, but there's a couple things that we should probably mention at the top of the hop here before we get on with it. Apparently, okay, if the name Michael Maglieri doesn't really ring a bell, okay, we you can be forgiven for that because I didn't really even know that name until you brought it to my attention earlier today. Yeah, yeah. So Mario, for our listeners, um, the Rainbow Barn Grill in Los Angeles, for for our listeners, is probably most famous for having the Statue of Lemony. Um, mm-hmm. But for anyone here in the U.S., the the Rainbow and the Whiskey, owned by the same family, and their legendary venues, right? Like the Rainbow mm-hmm. used to have bands, but it's primarily a restaurant. Um, pretty much if there's a band you enjoyed from the seventies and eighties, uh, the rainbow kept them alive. Right. Mm-hmm. Like no joke. The, um, the original owner, Mario, um, Mikhail's dad or Michael, I'm not sure how to pronounce it guys. It's M I K A E L. So I don't know if it's Mikhail or Michael. Um, you know, and for anybody who tries to correct me, I'm just going to tell you, um, Keep your opinions to yourself because I, you know, I worked with three different co-workers um, who all had the same spelling of their name, S-H-A-N-T-A. Um, and one pronounced it Shantae, one pronounced it Shantae, the other pronounced it Shanta. Oh, wow. So, um, for anyone who's like, oh, no, you're wrong, and it's this, and that's because of this. Um, yeah, unless I hear it from the person not buying it, so just <laughs> save your breath. Don't, don't worry yeah. about it, yeah. yeah we're, we're not worried about it. Um, but anyway, so, you know, uh, Mario started the place and, you know, really kept everybody like alive you know like like he he was like the dad of everybody in the rock and roll scene you know when somebody was down their luck he made sure they had soup you know like like it was it's great stories like that right and so then Mm -hmm. it's passed on to his son and then i think his his grandson's probably gonna end up taking over ownership um for anyone who hasn't seen the documentary i believe it is now on tubi um, I got my phone here. Let me let me look up while I'm talking about this. But um, right. there's a documentary just called The Rainbow, and it's it's fantastic because you know not not only is it just like oh hey check out this this venue and all this sort of stuff, but it's a peek behind the curtain in rock and roll. All right, mm-hmm. I'm not right. seeing The Rainbow on Tubi anymore. Um. I am seeing, like, it looks like a concert with Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. I might have to see that one. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm in. You know. Yeah, let me do one more search. The Rainbow. Because I know it's on Amazon because I bought it digitally. Okay. Um, Because it was one of those things where as soon as it came out, I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to see this. Yeah, I don't see it on Tubi, guys. So no, definitely okay. you can run it on Amazon. But, Yeah. Yeah, so um, we have definitely lost uh, yet another, 
you know, member of rock and roll family, rock and roll icon. And, you know, one of the reasons that we have some of the great music that we have. So mm-hmm. thank you. You know, Michael, our condolences go out to your family because it's For sure. always tough to lose a, a family member. Um, but especially, you know, I, I think all of rock and roll is probably going to be really feeling it right now. You know, I think so. I think so. Just as you said, so many bands have just have, you know, every time they played L.A., they would play the rainbow or just so many bands from California would regularly play yeah. the rainbow. And, well, and I believe Motley Crue signed their record deal at the rainbow. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. No. Like, I believe that's how that went. Um, Alice Cooper and is it, was it Johnny Depp and the other ones that had the Hollywood Vampires Club where they had like this balcony section? Right, right, there, yeah. Just, yeah, so, so much history in the rainbow, so much rock and roll history. So, yeah. right on, right on. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely too bad. Um, today, though, um, as we speak, 39 years ago today, okay, Wasp's School Days, the single off of their debut self-titled record, was released today. Do you remember this song? Like, Thankfully, did you, did you no, it? I do not. Because I was about no? to quote, I remember Animal Fuck <laughs> Like a Beast. Right. Well, that was that was the the original single. Like they 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 put that single out, or they wanted to. Capital wouldn't touch it. Of course, Banzai up here in Canada picked it up, and Music for Nations in um, in England picked it up. And of course, it never made it on to that debut record, but you know, it had a number of other singles, including "The Great School Days," you know, which is all about you know, young teen basically doesn't want to be to school, be at school. Fuck this typical teenage rebellion at the beginning of this particular single and the song on the album they had what was supposed to be a classroom of children reciting the pledge of allegiance i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america to the republic for which it stands one nation indivisible under liberty and justice for all under god with liberty and justice for all the only reason i know it (laughs) is because of that song because i I don't know when that stopped being a thing but all through school we would stand up put our hand over our heart and say that Mm. wow and then there was always the rebellious kid that wouldn't yeah that would drive me crazy so having a military family you know and like my grandfather and stuff like that it didn't drive me crazy because I was I was in Boy Scouts, very military, right with with the Boy Scouts. Uh, they were all like we we had you know World War Two and Vietnam vets that mm. were a lot of our um, scout masters and stuff like that. My grandfather's World War Two, so yeah, I I never I never had a problem with it. Uh, yeah, when I was the for for the years that I spent. On a military base growing up, okay, we used to have morning morning exercises where we would stand up, sing O Canada, okay, and then the Lord's Prayer, and then um, God Save the Queen. 
Yeah. No, right. no, it wasn't the Sex Pistols. I know. God <laughs> save our gracious queen. I know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> now, thinking back, if it was the Sex Pistols, man, yeah, I, I, I could do that. I could do that every morning. That would have been great. But uh, it is it it, it 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 is what it is, I guess. Um, well, that's back when people had loyalty to their countries, um, cared about things, and fought for freedom. Because the the thing is, like, you know, regardless of how you feel about it, um, if you choose to say that, well, I'm not going to say that. You can't make me say that because blah, 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 reason. Well, the good news is you're in a country that allows that. So, yes, that's, you're right. That's, that's true enough. You that's know, enough. so uh, the fact that you're exercising the freedom still means that you're celebrating the freedom that we're pledging allegiance to. Uh, so, you, there, it's, it's like a Kobayashi Maru. You're not winning this one. You know, whether you mm-hmm. say it or not, you're still demonstrating <laughs> the freedoms. You know, sure enough, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. total tangent here. But so you know that um, the elections are already starting to heat up, right? Because 2024 is the election year. Um, the Democrats are making sure that they indict Trump every 10 days at this point, right? There's there's a charge for something. Um, I want to point out, like, so do you remember the the big hub of blue about the wall? Right. right. Yeah. You remember that, right? And yeah. um, one one of my one of my coworkers, I always told her I was going to donate in her name because uh, she's <laughs> so staunchly against it. And okay. So I, I always joked that I was going to donate in her name, you know, to to the wall because you know that was a thing. And so then Biden comes in and his first hundred days, and and this is th- th- this is why I I can't stand any political party. And it's, it's just funny when, you know, the punk rockers are all like, no, we're, we're on the left and we back this party. I'm like, yeah, well, then you're not really punk because isn't punk all about anarchy and defying the rules? Yeah, yeah. Not making that's... another set of rules. So, mm-hmm. um, but, so, okay, where was I going with this? So. You know, Biden comes in, stops the wall. Oh, he's the greatest. You know what Biden started back up? What did Biden start back up? The wall. Okay. He has quietly started building again. and Nobody said a word. And this is what drives me crazy. Because when, you know, Facebook says that they're fact-checking and, and media outlets say that they're reporting the news, they're only reporting the things that are factual. That was barely a blip. But when Trump wanted to do it, that was all they talked about. Oh, yeah. You have in... Okay. And the same can kind of be said for the CBC up here. It seems like whenever... What whatever political party, you know, has the, the, the prime minister in power, okay, it seems to kind of lean towards that like in the in the u.s it seems like you have your your right-wing television networks and your right-wing media and then you have your left wing and all that and and as for me do i think trump is a criminal and should go to jail yeah i do do i think uh hunter biden 
should probably be doing some time for his shit. Yeah, probably. Well, and, and so, this is the thing yeah. is like, you know, people talk about organized crime and the government's working against organized crime. Well, the government is organized crime at times, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying all yeah, the yeah, time, <laughs> you know, but it, it's, it's one of those things where, because people get so divided and you and I've had this conversation where I've, I've said, you know, I am a registered Republican. I identify as conservative, but when I say I identify as conservative, <clears throat> I identify in the classical sense where when I say I, I'm conservative, I mean, I want less government in my life. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. Do I think that, you know, this group for whatever reason should not have any rights? No. Do I think that we need to abolish this because of this? No. I just mean I want less government because I, I want the government to do the bare minimum and get out of our lives, not control us, and allow us the freedoms that, that we've all come to enjoy here, you know, <clears throat> so, so we don't have that. So you've got, you know, the extremists on, on both sides, and it's funny because... Both sides sound like, you know, a three-year-old or at least a, a, a grade schooler winning argument. Well, you're stupid. So there, right? That's almost how they all end. Yeah. And everybody likes to argument why their side is right. They're like, well, no, you know, you can't trust the Democrats, but you can trust the Republicans. You can't trust the Republicans, but you can trust the Democrats. I just want to point out to everybody. That when I was in high school, I had a algebra teacher that could, with an equation, worked it out in front of all of us on the board that one is equal to two. Okay. Right? Walk through it, all the steps. It was basically like, like you know, sleight of hand magicians with math. So if you have one of something... And somebody else has two of that same thing. Do you both have the same thing? If you have one and someone has two of them. Right. Do you have the same thing? Right. Right. Do you, you have, have the same amount? The if you same... have one and somebody else has two, do you have the same amount? Okay. Well, just by the nature of what you're saying. Okay. I'm going to say the obvious, but I... I have a feeling you're going oh, no. to. No, no, no. I, 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 I think we're going to go the same place. But okay, but is well, it? Do you, one, is it the same thing? One, okay, just on on the surface. No, it's not the same thing. Right. One one person has one more object. Right, right. That that's logic. One is not equal to two. Right. D doesn't matter what hocus pocus equation you do. One is not equal to two. Okay. Yet. Political parties do the same hocus pocus all the time to get you to believe that one is equal to two, right? And and and, and for the, for the same reason, when people are like, "Well, don't you trust science?" No, I saw my algebra teacher tr uh, prove that one's equal to two. Imagine what a scientist could could prove that's not true, right? Like, right? Like, like that's where. And it's the thing is like, it's not that I don't trust science. I love science. I don't trust the person paying for the science. That that's the key, right? Right there. Uh, yes, I I believe in science, 
science over religion, fact over faith. Okay, that that's that's what 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 I believe in. I believe that science can be corrupted too by the oh, by, by the by the almighty dollar. Absolutely. And that's that's the the rub is that people are saying that oh no. You know, I can't believe you don't trust science. I can't believe you tr- trust the people that are paying for it. Like that's the ultimate, you know, bait and switch, right? Mm. Um damn it. What, oh, have you seen the show on Apple TV Plus? It's called Lessons in Chemistry. No, but I probably should. Oh, dude, you need to see it. You need to see it. It's intense. It's funny. It's brilliant. Um, it's a, it's about a young woman in the, in the 60s who is a chemist and you know in California. And we all you know hopefully by now understand that women were not thought of as being intelligent in the 60s mm-hmm. and unfortunately some of that ideology has carried forward right oh it's still around so, so she's fighting all this prejudice and finally runs into this other scientist that's like oh my goodness you're brilliant and they really hit it off and that's a whole thing but um <clears throat> There's one of my favorite scenes is she's talking to her daughter and says, okay, you're going to go over to the neighbors after school. Um, They're having a religious organization. God does not exist, but you're not going to be rude because we respect other people's beliefs. And it's just the way that she says it. It's just so matter of fact, but, but, but still being polite. It's like, Hey, I want you Mm -hmm. to know God doesn't exist, but don't be a jerk. Right. Right. And isn't that, completely the opposite of what we hear oh well you can't do this and make fun of this person for doing that you know but the other thing that i thought was brilliant is um they're going through the grocery store and her daughter picks up like you know typical box of sugar breakfast cereal right it says hey mom can we get this and she looks at it she reads it she says no and sits it down. And her daughter's like, why? She's like, it's not a good idea to eat things that share uh, a chemical with jet fuel. Yeah. Yeah. There's <clears throat> when you really dissect some of oh, the yeah. stuff that, that, that we consume, like margarine. Okay. Is one molecule off of plastic. Right. You know, and which is too bad because I could never be vegan. I respect the hell out of vegans. Yeah. I could never be vegan. I could never give up cheese or butter. Like, I, I can't. But you could be plant-based. You don't have to be vegan. V- vegans eat all the chemicals that are, like, not good for you. And 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 that's the funny part. It's like, well, but we figure out how to do this. I'm like, right. But do you understand all the chemicals you're ingesting? You know, and, and that's the thing. Like, the margarine, like... Like, that's the thing is like, well, trust the science. Like, the, the FDA approved this. It must be okay. Must be okay. <laughs> no. And, and, no, and then, you know, <laughs> people are like, well, I can't believe you don't trust the science. I'm like, how many times do we have to go through the same thing that something's doctored, something's this, so it doesn't look as bad? And then, oh, lo and behold, it's fucking poison. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just like, it's not that I don't trust science. I'm skeptical. Like, I can't pronounce that word. Why would I put it in my body? That's yeah. You know, uh-huh. I know. I, I I totally I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but like, like, like I the said, I 
it, you and Mrs. Snowy, I think, would really enjoy the show. Like I said, there, there's I some intense so. moments. I don't want to give anything away for anybody. Um, but man, I I am loving it. I think they're up to like episode six. I think there's going to be eight or so. Dude, you've got to. You and Mrs. Snowy should definitely sit down and watch it. I think it'd be a very, very entertaining thing for the both of you. No doubt, no doubt. Yes, yes. We've always <clears throat> is okay. As as couples seem to grow older, they kind of grow apart. I'm not saying they're divorcing or or separating or anything like that. But after all these years, and we're on 34 years this year, we've we've been together. All of our pop culture interests, okay, from movies to comic books to sports, like it's they still align with one another. So yeah, that's definitely something we're really digging. The uh, on Prime Video right now, there's a cool superhero uh, TV show. Um, it's about the third season in. It's it's called The Boys, based on the Dynamite comic. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I know oh, I, I know what oh, you spoke. Oh my god, it is incredible, and it's brutal, and it's just it's basically okay if superheroes okay are actually villains behind the scenes, nice. okay? Because be being a superhero is a corp is 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 a corporation these superheroes yeah they're they're saving people and all that but they're selling merch they're selling personal appearances there and the superheroes for the most part behind the scenes just aren't very nice people and the boys are just a group of just uh, ordinary joes trying to bring this giant corporation down and it's an absolutely fantastic series and it's scary okay it's scary when you think about it what if superman was a heel (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah like that's fucking scary like you've seen have you you ever seen the movie brightburn no okay well it's definitely something that should be on should be on your list it's basically a retelling of clark kent when he was a kid still living at home but as it turns out he's on this earth to cause shit he's basically a villain so it's just the idea of superman being a villain is just that's terrifying absolutely yeah so yeah the boys and i will definitely check that out one more thing since we're talking about tv i saw this i saw this today i think it was 1982 was the debut episode of the fall guy Oh my goodness! Am you, I old? you remember the Fall Guy? Well, there's going to be a movie ever coming out in there 2024. Is, there is, yeah this this uh, this this weekend when I when when I was hanging out at a friend's place and all that, we caught the trailer for it, and it's like, well, okay, I'm kind of skeptical about remakes and all that, but it's like I dig the concept of the Fall Guy, and if I just take it as just a just a big pop, dumb popcorn action film. I think I can get behind it. Whether or not I shell out an expensive move, uh, theater trip for it, I doubt it. But something to walk, watch streaming at home, I guess. Yeah, 
Yeah, that'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah, old Colt Seavers, Lee, holy Lee Majors, man. He ah, he was totally the man when Oh when, dude, I love that show. Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, just just to make you feel old. But let's get ourselves back in this year, shall we? Um feel older. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna make you feel young here with Tonight's mandatory metal segment, courtesy of the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee, Edmonton Death Metalers dis- Display of Decay. New record recently dropped. Uh, vitriol, courtesy of Gorehouse Productions. That was a pleasant surprise to see them signing up with uh, with that label. And the first a single was. The Butcher. So once again, for True Cavalt Coffee, Mandatory Metal, this is a display of decay.
you've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Well, my friend, I'm I like we said at the top of the hop, it's only been a couple of days, so I really don't have a whole hell of a lot for a, a metal fix, but I'm kind of curious as to what you got going on. Uh nothing. Like I, okay. I don't even remember if I left the house this weekend. Like okay. we finally had a weekend where there was nothing going on, and right. so we did a, a bunch of chores. You know, cut the grass for hopefully the last time this season. Ah. And just you know, doing that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> sorry, I was just like, man, we really have nothing going on. So I, I didn't go anywhere. That's fair. That's fair. Well, actually, since we last we spoke, when uh, we got off, when we got off the interwebs here, recording the last the last episode, Suicide Silence and Chelsea Grin were in town. Oh yeah. And the plan was, okay, it was to check this show out as soon as we were done doing this, but. By the time we were done this and it had been a long day and all that, I was just, you know what, it's, uh, I'm just going to have to pass. So not a whole heck, not a whole heck of a lot this week. I did pick up the new Fistful of Metal issue. Like, you know, it comes out, it's, it's, it's quarterly and it's like vital. Okay. And uh, I picked it up. Meshuggah's on the cover. We got some Kiss in there, some Udo, some Voivod, okay. The the Cavalera Project, Biohazard. And but the thing that really caught my eye was uh, and I'm flipping through it now here. Okay. A real cool interview with Caton DePina from the Mighty Hyrax. Oh wow. Good, good, good friend of the show. Yeah, it's so good seeing Caton. In some glossy, you know, and um, some virgin steel as well. It's like, holy shit, when was the last time you saw Dave, Dave, Dave DeFice in uh, in a glossy? Probably for, for me. Yeah, Dave, Dave's not here. For me, it was probably, you know, back in the Metal Hammer, Metal Forces days. So I was really excited for that. Um as well, while we're out and about doing our usual our usual family thing, we ended up in Hot Topic of all places. Our daughter, Little Snowy, she wanted to run in and check it out. I ended up coming out with a with a, a misfit sticker, okay, of the fiend, of course, and I had a sticker from a couple weeks ago when GBH was in town that I haven't done anything with that yet. So I thought, okay, just just because, why not? Right here, quote unquote, live on the air. I'm going to uh, take Misfit sticker. Just a sec, I'm gonna get the, the backing off. And I'm going to put these stickers on the drawers of my desk here. So there we go. There's the fiend. We got a cool GBH sticker here. Let me get the the backing off of here. 
And right beside the fiend, there we go. Two new stickers live on the air, right here on radioactive metal. Nice man. <laughs> okay, let's get to some tunes here. I-, I love discovering new bands. Okay, great new band out of Salt Lake City. They just dropped their debut AEP, Rotten Trajectory. I was really blown away by Death Blow. This is a band, a, th- a thrash band with a real strong um, punk influence, hard hardcore influence, and that will definitely show through. We'll, we'll drop a track from them. But first, let's get on with it here. Um Canadian trad metaler Stryker, who we've had on the show before, played pretty much every time they dropped an album, we would play it. Yeah, January of 24, they're going to be having their seventh album, Ultra Power, will be dropping. And they set us up with the first single from that Best of the best of the best. Really, really cool tunes. So let's check that out. This is The Mighty Striker. 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 Yeah. 
Introducing KTEL's Hair Magician. This new precision instrument comes with two interchangeable heads numbered one to four. These four different comb tooth edges are designed to keep the cutting blades exactly the right distance from the scalp. By just combing, it will trim and taper longer hair, automatically tapers and cuts shorter hair. Easy and safe to use. Excellent for shaving your neck and trimming sideburns. Any mother can now give her family professional haircuts. Hair Magician will style, shape, and thin. Teenagers can now have the latest cuts in only minutes. With KTEL's Hair Magician, it's easy for men to look neat and smartly groomed. At only $2.99, it pays for itself after just one haircut. Think of all the dollars you can save. Buy one now. Hair Magician comes complete with heavy vinyl case, attachments, barber comb, extra blade, and directions. Only $2.99 from KTEL.
that was uh, the legendary Hyrax going way back, way back. Their D-Butt record. Oh, geez, must be about 1986 when Raging Violence first hit the shelves. I remember it well. That was the title track. And before that, the aforementioned Death Blow with the title track from that new EP, Rotten Trajectory. See, I said there were some cool stuff going on. Radioactive Metal, we always deliver with the kick-ass tunes. And we always deliver in our discussions as well. I know, like, like, like for me, I love a good cover tune. I know some people in the in the underground, you know, ah, why don't you just write a, you know, your own stuff? Never mind, you know, covers are this, covers are that. If you want to pay tribute to someone, just send them a letter or whatever. And it's like, yeah, okay, but I like to have fun, okay? And cover songs are fun, and especially... Okay, when you dig the original and then you're kind of at, I don't want to say an impasse, but you're you're kind of like, if gun to your head, you know, which would you, which, which do you prefer, the, the cover or the original? <laughs> you know, and there's just been just so many wicked cover songs over the years. Some that, if I were to have make a list of my 30 favorite songs, there would be a nice handful that would be cover songs, you know, by the new artists. And so I thought maybe it'd be kind of a good idea, Aaron, if you and I would just sat back down here and I'm going to pour another drink. I'm doing fireball shots. From my glass titty mug, I got on vacation in, uh, in Montreal last you year. You glass titty mug? My, my glass titty. I got a shot glass here, okay, with uh, the Canadian, with, with the word Canada on the bottom. And it has two breasts coming out, and they're covered with a bikini with the, with the maple leaf on either boob. So I got my titty shot glass going here. In my uh, Runaways mug, and I'm having a couple drinks tonight while we talk about uh, some of our favorite cover songs and what we would prefer. I I have a list we haven't shared with one another. I know I know you do. I'm really curious to hear what you got, what what you came up with. Well, I was almost wondering if we should have shared the list ahead of time, because what if I haven't heard these other versions? <clears throat> oh okay well then and then it it is what it is but well we'll just figure this out as we go so i right. want to open up then with um i'm sure you're familiar with detroit rock city right i am i am fantastic right. song kiss does the original <clears throat> on uh kiss my ass the classic Kiss tribute album that Kiss themselves put together. Uh, you mm -hmm. just have to love that. Um, the <laughs> Boss Tone, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones do a version of Detroit Rock City. Oh, uh, okay. 
I okay. I I obviously I know I I know who the boss tones are. I know who what they're all about. I haven't heard this. I don't have the Kiss My Ass record, but is as much as I dig the boss tones, I'm going to take an educated guess and say that I would pref- I was still going to prefer the original, but I'm really curious to hear this. Well, see, I'm on the fence, right? Because oh, okay. And this is why I almost actually sent you like a link to this so you could listen to, to, to kind of be the tiebreaker here because I, I love kiss, right? Detroit rock city, mm-hmm. absolute classic song. You know, it's, it was the opener for so many shows that I saw just wow. Right. But then I love the Boston's because I love a good horn section. I love swing music. I love ska big band. And the Boston's always had that, punk rock kind of edge to them. So it starts out kind of like a, like a punk rock version, you know, a little, a little dirtier version of Detroit rock city. But what got me right. And this is, this is why I'm so on the fence is, you know, that famous guitar solo, where it's just, is that boo doo doo doo. And it's just the lone guitar over the drums. Mm-hmm. They do it with um, horns. <laughs> it starts out as a lone saxophone and then the rest of the horn section comes in to harmonize it and it's amazing. Right on. Right on. Like I said, that's definitely on my uh, on on my list for, 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 for curiosity, if if nothing else. Yeah. But yeah. You gotta check it out. It's really good. Earlier today we were talking about Wasp. Yes. Okay. One of my all-time favorite songs, just in general, is their absolutely incredible cover of the Who's the Real Me. Oh, good one. <laughs> Are you familiar with this? I, oh, I'm I, familiar I with both. Yeah, yeah. And that's as great as the original is. Like, this is, wow, okay. Because, okay, and I love the way Blackie Lawless explained why they did this cover and why the Headless Children was such a departure from their first three records. It was because of the Who, okay, that the uh, that Wasp decided, okay, that we're we're gonna grow up now. You know, like, are we going to because the Who, you know, at one time, you know, it was all about, smashing the guitars and the windmill and the who were once very very theatric there was at one point where pete townsend you know had said okay are we going to grow up like are we going to continue you know to just be this can't remember exactly how he put it you know are are are, do we want to be musicians or do we just want to be entertainers and that that the story behind that and the way they pulled off the real me sounding just like Wasp, it's like, man, this song is incredible. And yeah. it, it's lyrically, whether it's the original or the um, or the cover, like it's something I think everyone lyrically can can relate to at some point in their life. Yes. So it was out. It was absolutely. It's it, it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Well. Yeah. The the, the if, if I had to take a pick, it would definitely be the cover. 
I agree. I agree. It's the who, or I'm sorry. Wasp version is darker, mm-hmm. right? It's a little edgier. It's a little more raw. It's rock and roll. Uh, for me as a bass player, they stay true to John Atwistle's bass lines. And that blew me away because that's no, that's no easy feat, right? Like mm-hmm. John Entwistle is the bass player that nobody ever talks about. And it always blows my mind because he, he's just phenomenal. He's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal bassist. You know, he can hold it down, but he could do other stuff. And I, yeah, yeah. No, nobody talks about him near enough. And the real me is a great showcase of that. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm I'm with you. Like I love Roger Daltrey's voice, but Blackie's voice, the lines between the pavement cracks, like rivers are flowing. You know, just the way he it delivers works. that's like it works. Oh, dude. Oh. It's so yes. good. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I'm with you on that one. That's a good one. Right on. Right on. Okay, I have another okay. I got these two songs. They're part of the same conversation. Okay, but the results for one of them might be a little surprising. We all know, okay, how Quiet Riot came to be and how they got famous, okay, covering Slade songs. Yes. Of course, you and I, big big fans of Slade ourselves. Uh, Okay, and I was never critical <laughs> of of quiet right that, that wasn't i wasn't even trying there that's pretty good though <laughs> I, you were conditionally I was, critical I, I was never critical of quiet riot for um for covering these songs because i always felt they did them justice like they made their own like they made their versions of come on feel the noise and Mama, we're all crazy now. They made these songs their own. So you got to give them all the credit in the world. Their version of Come On, Feel the Noise. Like, I I absolutely love that. Yes. And I, I I will take that over the original. Yes. Let's, now, uh, okay. what about Mama, we're all crazy now? Mama, we're all crazy now. I'm going to flip the switch, though. Because I'm sorry, but the cover doesn't touch the original. Dude, I love that we're aligned that. on this. It's so funny. <laughs> That's why I asked because, because like I'm, I'm like, no, I'm with you. Like you can't touch Quiet Riot's version of "Come On, Feel the Noise," but Mama, we're all crazy now. Slade version so much better. It is. It yeah. is. I even think the Runaways version of Mama is better than Quiet oh, Riot. I haven't heard that version. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, I need to find that. It, one. Okay. It's out there. It's out there somewhere. So I thought it would be. And these are kind of the obvious choices, but I thought I I thought I would bring them up just because of the idea, you know, that one, you know, like they're they're the opposites, and, and, and it works so well. What uh, what do you got? All right, so last caress. Oh, okay, misfits or Metallica. Okay, this is gonna be blasphemy. I I gotta go with Metallica. Oh, me too, all day long. Like uh, we we have another a number of our punk listeners and all that. They're hucking their their iPad against the 
against the wall the, against the wall right now. But there there's no there's no good or bad. Like both both songs are fantastic. I just I just love what Metallica did d- did with it. Same. Yeah. Same. I no, just sure. it is it, it's so much it, again it's kind of like what Wasp did for the real me. It took a great song and made it even edgier and more intense. You know, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, because I mean, you know, the original is like crazy intense. You listen to like, holy shit, and like, man, this this can't get any more intense. And then James is like, hold my beer. You know, (laughs) that's right. So yeah, yeah, no, I feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. Then the funny thing about that EP, I remember when it first came out, and Metallica weren't the huge thing that they are. They weren't the, you know, the, all the normies absolutely love, love Metallica right now. But when they were buried in the other underground, I, there were so many like hair, hair metal fans. Cause that was the big thing in the eighties that were so openly critical about the five ninety eight. Okay. About the five ninety eight repeat EP, EP yeah. where they just, you know, oh, this this sounds like crap. These 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 lyrics are garbage. You know, it's like okay, but there's there's an idea, there's a concept, and all that. You just don't get it because you've been spoon fed by the mainstream so so much, and now it's kind of you know it's a kind of a good a good feeling. Like a few years once Metallica did start to break, those same people, you know were telling me how great the 598 EP was. I'm like, dude, uh, that's not what you said three years ago, but okay. Okay, I'm glad you're enjoying it. The minute (laughs) I heard the 598 EP, I was just blown away, right? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, since since we're on the topic of covers, because that record is all covers, but their cover of Helpless also blows away the original. Um, yeah, I, I love, I love the diamond head, but there's, there's a delivery in it. And like, I mean, so the spirit of the, of that, of that song, right. Is basically all about being a musician and like, there's nothing else I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm helpless to pursue this dream, this art. And that's why like every night alone, um, I sing my songs just for fun. You know, uh, music is my destiny. And like that song to come out on that album at that time in Metallica's career, you could really hear the passion and how that song reached them. Right. Because mm-hmm. of the way they're playing it. Cause I mean, they just, you know, they, they were on, on a tour with Ozzy. Yeah. You know, uh, master puppets is gaining momentum and they lose their bass player. And it's just like, holy crap, now what? Right? Uh-huh. You know, and, and, you know, Cliff Burton was a major force in the band, right? He was a big catalyst. He he changed the sound. You know, it, it he, he informed the songwriting, like all this stuff. It's just like, wow. You know, like, like he was... He he was the member that completed the Beatles, right? Because he made it now. Like if you if you lost any one of them, what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And 
so it's like that song with what you you just you hear that sense of of like no this is it we're gonna do it there's nothing else we can do you know like we have to make it because there's nothing else we can do so yeah like i i will always love their version of helpless Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I'm glad you mentioned Metallica and Diamond Head and all that because I wanted to mix things up a little bit. Earlier today, while I was at work, I was um when I had the opportunity, when I was sitting sitting in my office and all that, pull out my fun my phone, go to YouTube, and I'm playing Diamond Head's cover of Metallica's No Remorse. Okay, and I love Diamond Head. Okay, but it it doesn't. No, sorry. Wait a second. <laughs> you know, no remorse is a cover. No, yeah, Di- Diamond Head covered Metallica. Oh! no, no, no remorse. Oh, I need to hear that. And okay. I was playing it, and it's a fantastic song. It's a fantastic version. You cannot fuck up any song off of Kill 'Em All. Right. You know, <laughs> because they're they're all absolutely amazing songs as much as i love diamond head and all that i don't know man and i understand why why diamond head did it it's for obvious reasons okay as to why they would cover no 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 remorse okay but as great as that version was like you you can't you can't touch the the original stuff off of kill them all and all that. So yeah, I would def but I definitely would say, hey, go on to the YouTubes, just find Diamond Head, no no remorse. Check it out. The YouTubes. The YouTubes, yeah. Yeah, what you got? Okay. My way. Sid Vicious or Barry Manilow? <laughs> or was it was it Manilow? Yeah. Do I have that wrong? It no. No, it was Fred Astaire. No, it's not Fred Astaire. Damn it! Who did the original? My my way was yeah. It's not Fred Astaire, is it? Yeah, it was. It was a an old crooner song. In the well, it's 50s. a crooner, but um, no, no. Who's old Blue Eyes? That's oh Fred goodness. Astaire. It's not Fred Astaire. Wait, no. Oh shit! Yeah, Fred Astaire was the. It's not actor. Fred Astaire. He's the dancer. Yeah. Frank Sinatra. There Sinatra. we go. I knew it was. Yeah. I knew it was somebody. Frank Sinatra, yeah. old blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Sinatra. Who did I say? Oh yeah. You said Barry Manilow. What at the first. fuck? I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, that's I'm, wrong. I'm, right. All right. So well, I was thinking. Well, maybe maybe Manilow covered it, and that's what you're thinking. But yeah, it's no, like, no, no. Aaron, Aaron knows better. Like, yeah. Frank Sinatra okay. or Sid Vicious. Vicious, come on! Like I just, I just love what what Sid Vicious does with it, and and the original. I'm sorry to me is just fifties easy listening. It really, well, really and doesn't so do many much of those songs me. are right. Like and right. I, what I love about, um, I, I what what I love about what Sid Vicious does with it is the same thing that. Um, oh, help me. Brian Sester did with this old house. Okay. Do you, do you remember like the big Brian Sester orchestra with the dirty boogie, you know, jump jiving, then you will, we got to jump jiving. Did you have that? Well, um, listen to it. 
No, okay. no, I didn't get into set, set sets or solo stuff, but I know I I know what you speak. Okay, all right. Well, I'm obviously a huge mark for that because when you put a guitar out in front of a big band, you have finally made the perfect form of music for me. <clears throat> so, okay. Um, my growing up with my grandparents, my you know my my grandparents listened to like you know Ern, Tennessee Ernie Ford. And um, I can't remember who did the original version of this old house, but it's this big ballad. And my mom would, would talk about how, you know, my grandmother, her mom, would just bawl and listen to this song. Because this big, slow, lamenting, this old house wants to. It's, it's like this sad, end of the road kind of thing. And then right. the Brian Sensor Orchestra does it, and he totally jazzes, j- jazzes it up. It's like all bright and cheery. And my mom heard it. She's like, wow. She's like, this is not what your grandmother listened to. And she loved it. She's like, this is fantastic. And it's the same thing because like the Sinatra version is like this big, like I'm on my deathbed and I did it my way. And, you know, Sid Vicious is I'm possibly driving recklessly to my death with my middle finger up to the world and I'm still doing it my way, you know? Yes. Yes. And he did that song my way. Yeah. You well, know. And, and I think what cemented this in just punk rock history to make this the, the preferred version. And I'm sure you've also seen this episode, but Spike in Buffy the Vampire Slayer driving out of Sunnydale with mm-hmm. Drusilla in the car singing my yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I lose you? Oh, now oh, I'm still here. Yeah, it was just, it, it was fantastic. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what's your next one? How familiar are you with the Commodores? Uh, she's a brick house. <laughs> yes. She's a brick house. Oh. Dude, yeah. look for Rob Zombie's version of that for the House of oh, Thousand I've heard that. Corpses. Yeah, with him and Lionel Richie and I, some female rapper. I, I have to give it another listen. Yes. Yeah. Well, you have to. It's fantastic. Have you heard uh, his version of "I'm Your Boogeyman"? Yeah. What is? Oh, that's a. That's another cool cover. I think it's Casey and the Sunshine yeah. Band. Casey and the Sunshine yeah. Band. Yeah, that was on the Crow 2 soundtrack. Oh, so good, dude. So good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Brickhouse is... Okay, yeah, the Commodore's version is 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 a classic and all that, but just the way, the way Zombie just picks it up, makes it his own, convinces Lionel Richie, like, cons- like he must not have told Richie what house, that it was going to be part of a House of the Thousand Corpses. Because I just don't see an artist like that. Oh yeah, I, I got to be on the soundtrack to this movie, you know, because it's I, whew, it, it it was brutal. It was not 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 for everyone, and his zombies version of Brick House is definitely not not for everyone. But I absolutely love it. So cool. yeah, that would, that would be that that would be one of those songs. Okay, if I was to make, like I said, a list of my top 30 favorite songs of all time, that's on there. A zombie's one of those guys that's such a super fan and also does what he does so well. Even if the people he's a super fan of don't quite 
it's not their cup of tea what he does. They respect him so much that I think he gets a lot of leeway there. Oh, yeah. I think so. And hey, everything is deservant. What, uh, what, what about you? Marilyn Manson's Tainted Love versus Soft Cell's Tainted Love. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, but I'm going to remind you that it's uh, Gloria Jones's t- Tainted Love. Oh, so even before Soft Cell? Yes. Oh, so- Soft Cell, nice. Soft Cell I honestly, yeah. those, those are the only two versions I'm aware of. Okay, which you definitely you definitely have to hear the original because it's a it's a 60s like just 60s pop female pop singer. You know, if you dug you know a lot of the same artists around that time like uh like the Supremes and all that, okay? I'm sure you would dig this song. And Soft Cell sounds Absolutely nothing like that. Marilyn Manson sounds absolutely nothing like that. <laughs> like like Soft Cell or Gloria Jones. Okay, and it's for that, for for, for that reason. Yeah, like I love Marilyn Manson's version of that. Yeah, it's, it's that that's incredible. one of Manson's best covers. Because like I know everybody loves Sweet Dreams. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, he's done so so much better than that. Oh, dude, tainted love that was just perfection. Like mm-hmm. that was like, wow, and, and it works so well within the context of the not not another teen movie, you know? Yes, like, <laughs> you know because that that was one of the songs, and it was a. The the movie I gotta watch that movie tonight now. Now that you mentioned oh, it, dude, that's it, that's one of my favorites. Oh, it totally takes the piss out of uh, everything eighties eighties teen comedies. Well, yeah, and, and all that. everything from and the eighties so through well. the nineties. Yeah, like, yeah, all the way up to my personal uh, favorite, American Pie. My personal favorite in that time. I mean, because every joke in that movie is hilarious and over the top, but the library scene where they recreate the exact same library from the breakfast club and get the oh. same principal. <laughs> That's right. And they just Didn't recreate the whole here, scene yeah. just, just verbatim. I mean, they even dress the characters like those characters. Uh-huh. I just, oh. yeah. <laughs> I, like that, you know, like I, I know it's a parody, but the thing is like to do a parody at that level, you have to love that movie with all your being. And that scene, just, I watch it. I'm just like, and, and the thing is like, other people are like, I don't get it. I'm like, oh, you apparently have not watched the breakfast club 500 times. Like I have, <laughs> That's you know, like uh-huh. it's, it, it was brilliant. Cause I'm like, That's the principal. That's him. Oh, dude. so good, dude. Yeah. So stinking yeah. good. I'm gonna be coming back here, and I'm gonna be cracking skulls. Yeah. yeah. Okay, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I I read a really cool fan theory about the Breakfast Club that um, Ali Sheedy, the basket case. Yeah. She that character. She was the only one in detention. Okay, and everyone else are all of this is in her head. All the other people aren't there they're just students that she knows from school and she has no friends 
So oh. the whole the whole day, because apparently, okay, and the the whole in the whole essay that that I read, apparently, apparently she never smoked up. Okay, and there's just some things, okay, that they did that they would just never be able to get away with, like smoking up in the library, like the teacher would be onto that, like right away, you know, and they're breaking windows and they're smashing shit and and all that. It's just, it's just stuff that, okay, this is absolute bullshit. There's no way that they would be getting away with this. So all of this was apparently, okay, this is just a fan theory. Yeah. All of this was just, this is what she was thinking about her whole day in detention. That's cool. Yeah, I I, I like that take. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, earlier today, while I was dicking around on Facebook, our former boss, Mister Rich Embury, when we were live on um, Pure Rock Radio, 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 radio. radio. <laughs> okay, he mentioned something on his Facebook that today. 1986, the Less Than Zero soundtrack was released, which had a lot of, you know, which had a lot of cool songs on it. The one, the only reason why this song or this movie even entered my radar, okay, was because Slayer had a song on the soundtrack. Oh, that's their cover of Inagata Devita. Of of Inagata Devita, right? The classic Iron Butterfly yeah. song. So yeah, that was the whole reason, you know, why this movie even entered my mind. Okay, and I've given I've given Slayer's version, you know, and I guess for for whatever whatever reason, their version is only about four four minutes long. Okay, and of course, Iron Butterfly, the original Inigata Devita, is known for being what fifteen minutes? It's eighteen huh? to twenty. Eighteen. Let minutes? me let yeah. me look it up real quick. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of those DJ cigarette break songs. Oh yeah. You know, you know, you know when a DJ wanted to step outside and have a smoke. Well, here I'm just going to slap Inigata Devita on. And they did the same thing about with Stairway to Heaven as well. That was a that that was a smoke break song. Yeah, yeah. And I absolutely love the original. Okay. And, yeah. And I remember I remember when The Simpsons parodied it. No. When yeah, um the the Simpson family, they were at church and Bart switched up uh the hymns. Okay, with a new song called In the Garden of Eden. Okay, with the same music, but with the organ as Inigata DeVita. In the Garden of Eden, baby. (laughs) You know, and because the song is so long, like the everyone was getting winded from singing it. The organist was passing out. Homer was saying to Margaret, hey, Marge, remember when we used to make out to this hymn? You know, which, okay, it wasn't that. It was the original Iron Butterfly song he was talking about. Yeah, so Inagata, one of my all-time favorite songs. 
Just not the Slayer version. Uh, I don't know. Do not oh, with you. Just, um, yeah. Like, my mm. mom introduced me to Indigo DeVita. And okay. we had a local radio station in Pittsburgh. And I think it was the 10 o'clock DeVita. So they put it on. And it's 17 minutes, by the way. I just looked it up. Okay. Um, but they would play, because, you know, there's a radio edit version. But they would play the 10 o'clock DeVita was, they play the whole thing, you know. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. in, in those days, it was what? It was the only other song on the side of the album to have something that long. Yeah, like it's... Because nobody would really done anything like that, you know. Uh-huh. And, um, oh. yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, I remember being disappointed in the Slayers version. Yeah, it just you it know. just didn't it just didn't grab me as as much as yeah as yeah. like the Rain and Blood record did. Yeah, and, well, every, everything that they had had done up to that that point, but good on them, good on Slayer for taking a crack at it. You know, it must have been must have been kind of intimidating going into the studio saying, "Okay, we have to," you know, this is one of the all time great songs. Let's. Let's get in there and kill it. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, speaking of the Simpsons, yeah. Okay, one of my all-time favorite sequences on that show was Mr. Burns's birthday. Okay, and they had hired the Ramones to sing "Happy Birthday" to you. Okay, you know I've I, never seen that. You've you've never oh it was yeah it was I'm aware first, of it. I've never it was, seen it. It was in the first first five seasons and all that, and it's just like happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, Burnsy. You know, <laughs> you know, and it's just it's 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 fantastic. That is my favorite version of Happy Birthday to You. Now remember, Happy Birthday was an actual recording it was a song back in the 40s the 50s i can't quite remember who actually did it but it was it's an actual song i think it is now part of public domain i think i heard that last oh, year yeah. whatever yeah but at one time like it's it's just an actual song if you wanted to you know if you had a movie or a tv show And it was someone's birthday and you wanted them because singing happy birthday became such a tradition. We forget that it was an actual song. Yeah. You know, every time there's a birthday, what do you do? You sing happy birthday. We kind of take it for granted that it's just this, you know, song that no, nobody owns. Well, they, they kind of do. You know that. So for all intents and purposes, like that makes it a cover song. <laughs> you know, I don't think it was as long, obviously, because when people sing it on their birthday, it's what, 30 seconds? Right. You know, so that's, yeah, I got to give it to the Ramones. I love Lonnie Anderson when she sang it to Herb Tarlick on WKRP. Oh, man, I don't remember that one either. Oh, yeah. They were trying to, uh, like, the... Okay, and, of course, WKRP, for those that that don't know, it's a a radio station. They were selling ad time to this one company, but they needed singers. 
So Herb Tarlick, the sales manager, the weasel that he is, he was trying to save some money by just you, Jennifer, who was Lonnie Anderson, sing a song, sing happy birthday. Well, she did a parody of Marilyn Monroe um, singing happy birthday to JFK. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was. Whew. <laughs> it, it, it was hot. It was hot. I am a Bailey guy. Okay, when people ask, well, are you a Jennifer or are you a Bailey? I, I, I am a Bailey guy, but that was hot. Oh, no, same. Bailey all day long. Yeah. 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 Well, so since we're on that subject, Ginger or Marianne? Marianne. Yeah, same. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a lot of people say say the same thing, but there's there's a reason for that. You know, like I think when you say, "Are you this person? Are you this or this person?" You're probably thinking in terms of who would who would I want to be in a long term relationship with? Bail Bailey or Jennifer? you know, like Ginger or Marianne and, you know, the, the more down to earth, the more plain Jane are make a more suitable mate. The same thing. I'm a big Betty and Veronica fan. I love Veronica. Okay. And I love the dynamic between the two of them, but Betty all day. See, I think I'd go Veronica on that one. Well, you, 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 it's a tough I one. Think I think I think when you marry, if you marry Veronica, like you're set, you know, <laughs> you, you probably won't ever have to work another day. But it would be kind of different with Betty. But I think at the end of the day, I want to come home to Betty. Well, all right, then. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of covers. OK. Uh, Patsy Klein's Crazy. OK. Hi. Who covered that? Well, no, actually, she did because uh, oh. Willie Nelson wrote it. Oh, okay. I had no idea Willie Nelson Willie Nelson wrote. I, I, yeah, but is there another version of it somewhere? Yeah, Willie's. Oh, well, which came out first? Uh, great question, but I, I, I bring it up for the sole purpose to to ask you if you had a chance to watch on Disney Plus the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, induction. No. Okay, you got to see it, dude. Okay. You see it, and if nothing else, fast forward to Willie Nelson, because he's 90, right? Holy shit. And I'm pretty sure they brought him out with, like, a cane or something. You know, and there's a couple people helping him sit down with Trigger. And, and mind you, he's 90. He's still Uh touring. Like, he was just here in Charleston playing. Wow. Right? So... He gets up, he starts singing, and my, my beef with a lot of these singers, like I've said this about uh, Paul McCartney, he he needs to quit singing, just play, and find somebody like a Dave Grohl that could sing it for him, you know? Okay. Willie Nelson still sounds like Willie Nelson. He oh, okay. sounds great. Like, he sounds great. You, you know, nothing about it is going to be like, oh, yeah, that's just an old man singing his old hits. Like, no. No, he sounds great. And... Not only it is does he sound great, he's sitting down and he's got trigger. And I'm figuring, I'm like, okay, at this point in his life, he's wearing trigger. For anybody who doesn't know, trigger is Willie Nelson's guitar that is beat to shit. 
Okay, yeah. Right. So he's he's got your like, yeah, if anything, he's just, you know, wearing it because it, that's that's his thing. It's Willie Nelson trigger. It's like the Lone Ranger in his mask, right? Right. So that son of a bitch is still taking guitar solos. And killing it. And I'm watching this going, he's 90. 90. Wow. And uh, just, just what a treasure, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I love it. And uh, Dave Matthews tells an amazing story about getting high with Willie Nelson. Um, <laughs> I'm sure everyone's got that same story. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, you 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 need to watch that for sure. Okay. Yeah, this is honestly, of all the induction ceremonies I've watched, this has been one of my favorites. Like it was the most <sighs> historical, we'll say. Okay. Like like I feel like they really got it right on a lot of points, especially the people they brought to perform. Um, fantastic performances. Bummed that Rage Against the Machine didn't play. Um, yeah, yeah, that would have, you know. But just, dude, Willie, you okay. need to see that. It's fantastic. Right on, right on. Yeah. Okay, I got one more on okay. my list here. Okay, and this is gonna come as no surprise. And honestly, I, I don't know. You're gonna have to make the call on this okay. one to be the tiebreaker. One of my all-time favorite songs, top five, okay? And it could be any version of either the Dead Kennedys or Napalm Death's Nazi Punk's Fuck Off. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I need your help, Aaron. We need your help. Uh, For me, it's the Dead Kennedys all day long. Oh, okay. Like, even versus the Megadeth version. Okay. Right. And and the reason it's the Dead Kennedys all day long is because the Dead Kennedys version is punk, but it's also so distinctly California surf rock at the same time. Ah, uh, yeah. I I can hear I yeah, when I can, I, I, I can hear that. Like the the DKs had their own sound. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Like you knew, like the guitar's tone, nobody sounded like Jello. Yeah, you know, like you knew, like there, there was no. Well, this sounds familiar. Um, who uh, remind me who this is? No, it's the fucking Dead Kennedy. Yeah, no, you know the mean. You hear it, whether it's police yeah. truck, whether it's um, <laughs> anything. Nazi let's, punks. Let's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. So. Yeah, yeah, I really dig L7's version of let, let's let's lynch the landlord as well, but uh, I'll I'll take the DK's version over that. So, yeah, that's kind of my list there. What have you got to wrap this up here? Well, Megadeth's I ain't superstitious oh, okay. against. Willie Dixon's I Ain't Superstitious right. or any other of the 30,000 blues. That also that did covered. it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gives credit to Nazi Sinatra for that. No, that's these boots. You're confusing him. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because Nancy Sinatra's <laughs> These Boots Are Made For Walking, yeah. that's another one. Because some, some other guy wrote it and that's why they've had to um like bleep things and all that sort of stuff right 
Right, right. Yeah, which uh, that stuff is always kind of lame. Yeah. But I, I got to go with, I got to go with, with, with Megadeth. Me too. And it, and it's tough, dude, because like I love all that stuff. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, you know, you know, I've got a pretty wide um, set, set of taste when it comes to music here. But yeah, man, as well, you should. The Megadeth version of I Ain't Superstitious is really fantastic. And while we're on Megadeth covers, okay, let, let's. Well, let's You're, let's see how you feel on this one. Don't do it. Don't. Oh, do I'm it. gonna do it. I'm oh. gonna do it. No more, Mister Nice Guy. Uh, oh, okay. I thought you were doing an, uh, another song. I'm oh, which gonna one? go with. No, no, I'm not saying it. Oh, no. you have to say it now. Oh no! Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I thought you were gonna go with Anarchy. Oh no, because I don't like their version. No. No, I, I. I I, it, I was actually, that was going to be like another thing I was going to say, like, who's done a good cover of the Sex Pistols? Well, any, a number of bands have. And like, okay, but, but, but yeah. to get back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, to No More Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. I'm going to say the original Alice Cooper, but, oh. It's that tough though, right? Tough. It, it 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 is tough. It is tough. I'm just I'm gonna go with Alice Cooper because it it just had that had a bigger his his version had a bigger impact on my life. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's it's tough because the Megadeth version was in Shocker, right? Which I yeah. think we just talked about last episode. Last episode, yeah. And that was I think that was like one of the first horror films I'd seen in the theater. Okay. You know, and so that had a big impact on me, and I loved it. The soundtrack. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's a it's a good cover. Now, like, I I kind of like their version of Anarchy in the UK, but I don't know, man. Like, uh, the the Sex Pistols. Oh, okay. My favorite cover of a Sex Pistols song is Anthrax covering Friggin' of the Riggin. Okay, fair enough. That's my absolute favorite Sex Pistols cover. That's fair. Oh, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so what else you got? Um, I, well, let's call it here, man. Oh, okay, yeah, because, like, I, I, I had to stop myself, like, because I could have... Okay, you know, okay, you've seen Beetlejuice? Yes. Okay, after they said Beetlejuice the first time, and it's showtime, and his arms... Showtime. Shoot, shoot out, and they, you know, they go the full length. That's the length of cover songs that I could have talked about today. So, so I thought so, we were going to yeah. talk about uh, Deo, Deo, Did I come on me wanna go home? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. No, that's just the amount that. Um, that I would I would be talking about, but here, yeah, let's put um, let's put a bow on this conversation. I've played this song before. I will play it again, and I will do it happily. This is Napalm Death's version of the Dead Kennedys and Nazi Punk's "Fuck Off."
Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday nights on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Brocast podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Brocast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this indie spotlight. This week's Indie Spotlight was kind of a carryover from last week's episode. We had such a great episode that just we yap, 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 ran out of time. So I wanted to make sure that we made some time for the Indie Spotlight. This week, I discovered a really wicked band out of Mexico, Okay, which I always thought, you know, Mexico has an underrated metal scene. There's a number of awesome bands and the fan, the fan base for metal is rabid. Like there is such an an incredible thirst for metal in Mexico. Like they have all those, every, every underground band, you know, has played some festival in Mexico at, at, at some point. And hopefully Phantom, 
tonight's Indies spotlight. Hopefully they're catching a lot of that success and will soon find some success over on this side of the border or your side as well, shall we say, you know. So, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, kind kind of a common name, but don't let that stop you from enjoying some cool tunes. This is Mexico's Phantom with Handed to Execution.
stuff great stuff that is a phantom in tonight's indie spotlight a phantom band gdl.bandcamp.com to check out more of the phantom goodness great stuff great stuff well my friend once again thank you so much for hanging out with me and hanging out with all of these beautiful people giving this show a listen to this week i love these conversations that we have like this because yeah we just it's just a nice a nice dive and it's just it's great after you know spending a day at work with just a bunch of normies and to, to kick back and have someone you know pick 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 our brains you know, with with this with the same veracity and the same passion that we both have for music. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org. That is all the episodes past, present, and future. You're gonna find it there. Check out the back catalog. Um, man, we got a lot of good stuff hanging around out there. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, geez, I hate when I. Totally forget what I want to say next. Uh, drops the line. Radioactive metal six six. No shit. Rad metal six 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 at gmail.com. Yeah. Also at rad metal six 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 on Instagram. Facebook is facebook.com slash rad metal. Okay. Yep. I'm like, those yeah. are all those, right? <laughs> like, I feel like I need a checklist now. I'm getting old. Um, and you can find us the Apple Podcast app, right? Mm-hmm. However, Android people listen to podcasts, you can find us on whatever that is. Um, if you can find a podcast on the internet, we're there. And it's interesting to me that Spotify is making such a push on podcasts. They're actually introducing their own like podcasting software and trying to make it easier for people to start up podcasts now. Okay, um, which is very very interesting. So it's curious to see that you know creator it's profitable for somebody to support amateur content we'll say Mm -hmm. right because that was the whole point of youtube that's the whole point of podcasts it was just you know amateurs not broadcast conglomerate nbc with whatever you know they're doing it's just like hey you know couple of people sitting down talking about stuff, you know. So um, you can also find us on Spotify. And the reason we're there is thanks to the fine folks at the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. 
Um, look for the Shining Wizards on Spotify, and we are there in that family. We are proud to be members of that network. Absolutely love all those people and all those shows. Um, and they even have a show with people that sound like Snowy. It's called mm-hmm. Wrestling Night in Canada. It's mm, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a good looking guy. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Sexy motherfucker. <laughs> and right on. To get us on out of here. And we played Tail Gunner in our indie spotlight last year, I believe. But that that record, that indie record was recently picked up by Mighty Music and scored a cool ten out of ten. In the new Fistful of Metal. No surprise there. So, you know, like we we like we support those, we help those that help themselves. As my first grade teacher used to tell me, it's amazing the some of the things that you just remember over the years. So I thought, ha, let's let's do it. Let's go out with the title track from said guns for higher record in the meantime and in between time that's it this has been a pick your poison episode of radioactive metal i'm snowy white and this is aaron signing off (laughs) 